Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Okay, you guys ready for part two? Here we go. Take few opinions, but do take the right few. Okay, so you guys were super excited to dive in. We covered the first three-ish points yes. in this episode in the last podcast. So if you haven't listened to that one, we really want to encourage you to go back and listen to it because we covered a few things. Yeah, and so number one that we covered was who to take advice from. Everybody wants to give advice today, but we should only take a few of the right opinions, actually. That's right. So we actually had like, oh my goodness, there was probably... Eight, no, 10. There's 10 little mini points underneath that one that are good tests that you can do to see if you're choosing the right person to get advice from. So if yeah. you don't know who who to get advice from, you've got to go back and listen to that podcast so that you can know what tests. And what's the second one? The second one is mistakes people make. There's quite a few of those. Some you might not just naturally think of. And That's the right. third one is differentiate between advice and having a mentor. There's a really big difference. Both are good. And the reason this is so important is because if you don't model it, you can't teach it. That's right. And we are totally living in crazy times, yeah, um, uncertain times. And the, the podcast, two podcasts ago, we talked about critical thinking in uncertain times. And this is about decision making, finding wisdom, being able to discern between um, what is true and not true, right? That was part of the critical thinking. And, yeah. and now how does that, the conclusions that you've come to, in addition to the wisdom that you're seeking and God help you to make the decisions that you need to make in today's uncertain world. Absolutely. And so thanks for joining us. We're going to dive into the, the yeah. next three in a second. But first, just we are always just in awe of what God is doing mm -hmm. with the ministry. All the shares, the comments, we read everyone on social media. We read everyone thanks, on iTunes, guys. wherever yeah. you guys post them. And it helps get the message out. Again, this isn't for our ego. In fact, we didn't even like conjure up the idea to do this no. god put this in our steps in our plan and said you guys need to go do this and close some other doors that we thought were fantastic things but he said nope i'm gonna have you go do this together yeah and i know you've been blogging yeah. forever but doing it together in courageous parenting that's been a fun journey over the last mm -hmm. couple of years so but you have something to share before yes. we dive in you guys know how much i love my resources <laughs> and so i am super excited to share with you guys about a another christian company that has created some awesome resources for parents of littles if you guys are watching our youtube channel um you can see what i'm talking about i'm just going to share with you guys we are taking these with us on our RV trip oh. in this box because look at that. It's yeah. just awesome. Flashcards so cool. right here. And these ones are called, this from Tiny Theologians. Don't you love that name? TinyTheologians.com. And the packaging is so good and the cards are such quality. Yeah, they're like kind of laminated, but not in a cheesy kind of way. They're really quality. And so like they have tons of different types of cards. They have um, ABCs of God's attributes, which I'll just show you guys. If you're looking at the, the, the website, you can see that it has a different kind of look than the other cards that I was just holding up. They have the Lord's Prayer cards, which help you to teach your kids the Lord's Prayer. And it's pretty awesome. On one side, it'll say, Our Father, 
and and then the next girl say in heaven and they'll literally have descriptions about what to think about and then prayer recommendations to teach your kids how to pray and focus on the father how how to pray and focus on heaven how to pray cool. and anyway so, so it's really cool. as you're leading your family spiritually yeah. this is a great aid and a great help especially mm-hmm. when you're busy and so forth and by the way uh, we don't get anything for promoting this. This isn't a paid commercial or anything. We just really no. believe in it. I mean, they definitely did collaborate with us and gifting us some of their flashcards to check them out. And we really like them. And we asked them if we could get a discount code for you guys. So if you're interested in it, if you use Theology20, you'll get 20% off your entire so awesome. order at tinytheologians.com. And you guys, I have like five of the sets of flashcards, but they actually have like eight different kinds. So you got to go check them out. Hey, the speaking of wisdom, I want to share a quick story and then we'll dive into the first point, which is one of the things we feel is important to do is to get out, get our family outside of our normal rhythms and environment long enough to really experience, to have signature experiences. Yeah, which we've talked about in previous podcasts. And one of the ways we do that, and we're getting ready to do that, is every summer, uh, as of the last couple of years, is we we do an RV trip or some Mm -hmm. kind of getaway and we go long enough and i know everybody has different situations but this has been a dream it took us a, almost 10 years to start doing well, it. well actually i was thinking about it and i got some you know how they have those little share memories that come yeah. in your facebook news feed we bought this rv 11 years ago yeah. you guys we've used it a ton over the years obviously having a lot of little kids we yeah. can't do two hotel rooms so we really praise god that we were able to get that when we did um but we would do vacations during the summer just it wasn't until like two years ago that we did our big three-month so, RV So trip. now our uh, God has orchestrated our life to have some freedom of how we work. We keep mm-hmm. working, but yeah. to be flexible and go do that. And so we've, you know, taken the kids to New York City and walked through the city and uh, taking the ferry mm-hmm. and just to experience all different kinds of people. Yeah. Um, and and I will tell you, we're going to talk about stereotypes later in the podcast. Yeah. But that was something that taught me a lesson because I always thought that New York was super dangerous. And when we were there, people were so friendly. It was amazing. And so I, I know that there's a lot of things going on everywhere in the world right now. Yeah. And it's different in 2020, in the summer of 2020. Mm-hmm. But um, it was really good. It was a good experience for all of us. So we're getting ready, even though um, things are a little crazy out there right now. You can be mm-hmm. praying for us. We are going to do a one, a four to five week trip, and uh, we're gonna have a great Every time. Every time he talks about it, you guys, he adds a week. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. So, all right, let's dive in. So, yes. what's the? Uh, now we talked a little bit about this point last time, but we'll recap a couple things, and we have yeah. a lot of new stuff. What point four was how to choose a mentor. You want to recap a couple of things real quick? Yeah. So, you guys, we covered the importance of having good, like a good, um, well, you could call them good practices of choosing a mentor. Yeah. Um, like praying. Okay, that is like a given thing that obviously we're going to take every request to the Lord. Um, and you want to be praying to God, asking him to reveal to you who you should ask, who would be a good mentor for you. Right. Um, but also be praying for God's timing and be praying for humility for both your mentor and for you. I mean, the, the thing that I was just thinking about, I was looking through some of my old blog posts because I've written on this a lot, I've spoken on this yeah. a lot over Courageous the years. Mom.com. And we'll put the links to those blog posts in there because there's about seven or eight on Titus 2 mentoring and different things like that. And those are free for you guys to, to look through. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that hit me is that it takes 
humility to be both a mentee and a mentor, right? So obviously you're not going to go out and look for a mentor. You're not mm-hmm. going to look to for anyone to choose if you have an unteachable heart, if you have pride, yeah. right? So if you have never had a mentor before, I would just like to ask you, is it because because of pride or is it because you just haven't been able to get one because I know many people out there have been praying for a mentor or looking for a mentor for many years actually I have friends that have been looking for a decade and have never actually had someone that they met with on a regular basis to go through the word of God together to go through a book together to actually dig in deeper in your relationship and I would just encourage you guys to not give up um, because and to be brave can I say don't give up be brave Pray for courage, pray for humility for you and for the person that you're going to be asking to mentor. Um, And the reason why I say that is because you may get some no's, right, Isaac? You may get, you may ask and somebody might not have enough time. And this is really, really important to to realize, to, to be able to put yourself out of your experience and suspend that long enough so that you can put your try just try to put yourself in their shoes in their season of life and open your eyes and go oh yeah okay they have five teenagers maybe they don't have time and even though it may sound like they're you know maybe you have little kids because our recommendation is to net like to always look for a mentor that's at least a decade um, ahead of you in season of life, not age, because age does not qualify spiritual maturity or wisdom. Okay. But to look for someone who is in a season of life ahead of you where you can see fruit in their kids, you can see fruit in their marriage. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what you want to do, right? Those are just some of the things that we covered in the last podcast, but you guys, it is crucial that you ask yourself the hard question. Do I have a teachable heart? Because otherwise, even if you are, say, seeking a mentor because mm-hmm. it's the thing to do in the Christian church and there's a mentoring program at your church and your friends are signing up for it and you're like, oh, yeah, I should have a mentor. If you don't have a hungry, thirsting, teachable heart attitude, your time with your mentor is actually not going to be as productive. And so it's really important that you seek the Lord, that you are asking him to help you to have a teachable heart and to to really be looking around, have your eyes opened, right? Yeah. Um, The other thing that's super important is fasting. Yeah. Which a lot of people don't really talk about that. It's important to get clear and get clear minded and to hear from God in a different way. And uh, it's, it's just amazing how much more focused you become on him more often during the day and reliant on him. And uh, it's really, really a good thing. One thing about fasting, as you were talking, you said to have clarity. I think that that is really important regarding who you're choosing as a mentor, because you want to evaluate, like, are you going after, here's one of the mistakes people make that we talked about in the last one. Don't go after those in the cool club. Mm-hmm. necessarily right like cool club versus realness like you want a mentor that's gonna get transparent real share the things that they've struggled with so that you can potentially avoid the mistakes that they've made right and someone who's willing to be honest about yeah. the things they struggled with so that they can relate to you and help you and guide you through those seasons so it's really important to have clarity because you don't you don't. You might not want the person that you're thinking you want. Actually, yeah, absolutely. I love the scripture in Proverbs, uh, fourteen, um, fifteen. It says, "The simple believes every word, but the prudent considers well his steps. A wise man fears and departs from evil, but a fool rages and is self-confident." Aren't we in a world where oh. self-confidence is praised? 
Now it's there true. is there is an element of self confidence that is good, mm-hmm. but um, confidence over, in the Lord. <laughs> but overconfidence turns into pride, right. and a lot of times the breakdown in choosing a mentor is your pride because we look for things that aren't the right things to look for, and mm. we're looking for oh who has the car that I want to have someday. Or yeah, who's been super successful, right? Who you or, know, and these these kinds of things. Who um, has the look of a life that I want? The house, the the car, mm. the 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 fan, the way the family looks, but you don't really know. Yeah. And so you have to. What really, what you should be looking for is more spiritual things. Right. What are the spiritual elements? And the, you know, yeah, definitely spiritual fruit, but also like, what is their life like? Are they disciplined? Yeah. Right. Because some people can actually, um, they can make an, they can become idle in their life and their jurisdictions that God's put before them, all in the name of growing spiritually yeah. right i i've seen this happen yeah. and then they keep focusing on reading man's words and growing mm-hmm. so much so and they're growing and growing and growing but they're not actually doing work they're not actually taking time to take care of the things that god has put in front of them and then years pass by and their yeah. relationships with their kids maybe even their husband they look at them and they're like i don't even know you or there's no depth to those relationships because they've been so focused on themselves and their growth per se. And the truth is, is if their growth was focused more on man's words and versus God's words, they're going to be potentially led astray. So you just need to be really wise about that. Be humble. Um, the second, the, the, the next thing that we have in, in in this lineup, it's not the second thing. It's the third thing Mm -hmm. is looking around to see who God has put in your life. Mm -hmm. This is super important here. I'm just going to list some off. What about your mother, your mother-in-law, grandma, cousin, aunt, neighbor, someone in the family of God? Like you go to a church. Is there an older lady in the church? Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe it's someone that you worked with that has a strong relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. There are many ways that God has placed people in your life for a reason. And it's really important that we understand that God chose a design for his body, for his family. Okay. Yeah. He's got, he, he calls us a body with many members and we all have different gifts, right? Yeah. And, but then there's also the element of, we are a family, we're the family of God and within the family of God, there's brothers and sisters, right? And God is our father in heaven and the church is the bride, right? But we're brothers and sisters and some of us are big sisters and some of us are little sisters and big brothers and little brothers. And the reality is, is God's designed for his people to be learning is by studying the word experiencing his presence and having communion and communication with him, right? Which is through many avenues, worship, prayer, reading the word. But then also he calls us in Titus 2, he calls the older men to teach the younger men and the older women to teach the younger women. That is God's design for learning within the family of God. you have to, so well put, so you have to look for these three things. You have to look for somebody that has real humility, the opposite of pride. Are they... Mm -hmm pointing you to Jesus or are they pointing you to themselves? Okay. That's a key question. And when you're around them, how much do they talk about themselves versus Mm -hmm. ask you good questions and and bring up scripture and give you good wisdom? Here's another example of someone who might be pointing you to Jesus versus pointing to themselves. If when you are, let's say you are meeting with someone and you bring up a, a, 
a current problem that mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out wisdom for, right? Yeah. And you bring it up. And it's okay if they go, well, hey, you know what? I actually have experienced something similar and I can share with you what I did do. Yeah, relating that, to that, it. You know, relating yeah. to it. Um, but if that's where it ends and their wisdom is like, oh, and I did this and it worked out great. Right? Doesn't that's mean it's going to work out for you. It doesn't mean it's going to work out for you. If you guys listen to our previous podcast, we talk about how advice is not cookie cutter. It's not one size fits all. So they need and to so, take it to the word of God exactly. after that and say, hey, but let's look at the word of God yeah. and let's pray together. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes the best mentor doesn't give you all the answers because you know what? Nobody has all the answers. Mm-hmm. And if they're always trying to solve everything, you might question that. Instead, they should be, yeah, relying on their experiences sometimes, but more so than even that is relying on the Bible, mm-hmm. prayer, and listening to the Spirit of God and what He has said. You know what is also interesting about someone who's going to point to Jesus versus point to the Word? When you guys meet, if it's one of these things where you meet together and it's you've got a list of questions that you want them to answer and you want them to just give you the answers, yeah. right? Versus meeting together to grow spiritually in your knowledge of Jesus and the word and the Bible and what the way is. Right. And if you are, if you're being mentored by someone who's truly wanting to disciple you to Jesus and not disciple you to themselves, they're going to be spending time with you in the actual word of God. And that, that is super important. They're also going to take time to get to know you. Actually, instead of just assuming that they know you because you're like 20 years younger than them. Right. And just saying things that maybe you're wrong. Yeah. A good mentor is going to take time to get to know who you are and where you are in your spiritual journey. So the first one of the three was humility. And the second one is, do they really have a desire to invest? Mm -hmm. Do they actually see that as part of their Titus two mandate by God? Because if they don't, they might not stay the course with you. And so you want to get a sense for Mm -hmm. if they have a desire for that. And it's Mm -hmm. pretty obvious sometimes. And the third one is, do they have a sense of service about them? And sometimes people are servant hearted, but they just don't have time. They're busy. It's a wrong season of life for them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they have a servant heart and they do have that time. And that's more the ideal situation. Right. And I think it's important that we have grace with one another because there are definitely seasons that are not ideal for that, right? Yeah. And, and, um, and, and in addition, in order to be able to have that grace and not be bummed out and then discouraged and not ask someone else, you've got to put yourself in their shoes and go, hey, and think the best. Expect virtue in one another. So how do we make it easy in the beginning, Angie, so that it's not too much of a commitment on either side. Yeah. So you can even see if this is a relationship, a deeper relationship is going to work that way. Well, I actually talk about this in one of the blog posts on Courageous Mom, where you're actually laying out expectations the first time that you meet. And it's really important that when you meet with somebody for the first time, so let's say I want to ask Susie if she's Mm going to be, if she would like to mentor me or she'd be open to it. (laughs) Excuse me, I sneeze. Um, One of the important things to realize is that you and her both need to be good at communication. And and people are not often familiar with how to mentor someone, actually. The majority of Titus II women out there feel like they're not qualified and they wouldn't 
they don't think that women want to hear from them. I'm just mm-hmm. being honest with you guys. I have run mentoring programs, and this was the biggest hurdle that we had to get across. There were two hurdles. One, they felt like they weren't qualified. No one wanted to meet with them. And two, they didn't actually know how to disciple someone yeah. or take someone through the Bible. And so first thing that you need to do is talk about expectations. And you could easily say, hey, I really appreciate you meeting with me. Yeah. It means a lot to me. Um, just so you know my intentions I would love to have a deeper friendship, one with someone who's older than me that can speak into my life, that I can run things by, but I can also grow Mm -hmm. in a biblical friendship with. I'm looking for a Titus II woman in my life and go, hey, I know maybe we don't know each other or maybe we've known each other kind of a little bit. You don't have to decide now. I just ask for you to pray about it. And then maybe next time we get together, if you could come with what your expectations of me are. And just so you know, like I'm open to going through a book together or reading the Bible together. I I would love to meet once a week, or you could say, I would love to meet every other week or yeah. once a month. The point is to lay out your expectations, try to pick a time and day that's going to work for both of you. But then also here's the catcher. You go, Hey, how about we revisit it in two months or in three months and reevaluate and see if we want to continue or not. Yeah. No pressure. It's just one of those things because seasons of life change for, for everybody. I understand that. And when you start out a relationship that way, there's freedom for both to not feel this pressure or obligation where it feels like you're checking off the box. Also, and- you won't be hesitant to take a stab at it with somebody yeah. because it's okay if it ends. And it's, that's totally totally fine. And so that's really good. I was just, as you were talking, I was thinking about, um, we were newly married and, uh, I asked Jim, uh, to mentor me and it started out very, you know, like you're talking about, and then it grew into something we both just cherish time together. I remember seasons where we would go golfing at six in the morning once a week. Uh, and do nine holes before, oh, you before had, we went to you work in the summer. Uh-huh. And I remember many other times where we'd have lunch together. Or breakfast. Uh, or, I remember or, you or breakfast early. On, But mm-hmm. every week, you know, for a good period of time. And then it, there was periods of time when it went to every other week. And then, you know, it was about 12 years. And then um, obviously we moved and things changed. And yep. But um, that was a, an amazing time. And what I really appreciated about him is I, I knew that he really loved me. Mm-hmm. Now that we grew into that love for each other. Right. And he was that Christian father, mm-hmm. um, that was so integral to that's already gone down the road. His kids were already mostly grown out of the house mm-hmm. and he had mistakes he learned from. And then he had things he did well that he and shared. One of the, the so character qualities helpful. that he had that was so admirable was his humility. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, they, they, when, when I started meeting with Annie, his wife, which was about four years before you started meeting with, well, it was maybe two years in and then we continued yeah. for a, a little bit longer. Um, she, her youngest of five was like graduating high school and then going into college. Yeah. And, um, and we were in our twenties. Right. And we, well, I was pregnant with Austin when I started meeting with her. I remember going to her house and Kelsey was super little and we would walk around the neighborhood and talk and then we'd sit at her house and she always had a couple treats and a little basket of toys, which if you're an older woman and you're thinking of being a Titus, like, Oh, I need to step into this role. This is my calling. These are some good tips actually, is that you can go on walks with someone. I had another mentor that was her pastor's wife. 
Sean, right, at a different church later on, and we would go walking and take Kelsey on hikes and oh, yeah. in and Portland. in Portland and. So, and she would come over and do crafts with the kids and just, and then we would talk after I put them down for a nap. And so it was a blessing that they were able, both of those women were able to be flexible with me, um, for the season of life I was in and schedule around a time that was going to be good where the kids could either be napping or were, yeah. you know, and so there, there are many different tips on that kind of stuff, you guys, but I just want to encourage you that for us having mentors in our life has literally helped us become part of who we are. And it's part of why we're so passionate about this ministry. Oh yeah. Is we're now tw almost 21 years married and a couple months we're going to celebrate our 21st anniversary. Amazing. And um, so you guys, we get that there are things that we know now that we didn't know because of yeah. experience. And we want to share those with you, whether it's our mistakes or things God's taught us for your benefit, for your edification, because that's how we benefited yeah. was people being honest with us. I want to take a moment and give you something for free, if you haven't got it already, is the Date Night One Sheet. It is a beautiful document you can download that will have some key questions on it for your date night to just get in alignment about what's most important for your family. No matter what time of year, it's always important to recalibrate. You can get that by going to CourageousParenting.com and subscribing to our mailing list. Um, also, you can get all of our show notes and everything at CourageousParenting.com. And I also just want to share real quick about the Parenting Mentor Program. So many families are being transformed by going through this. Uh, it's the six-week self-paced program uh, with live engagement from us and even direct interaction. So if you want to join us, uh, here's a little bit more about it. You can find out more at CourageousParenting.com. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations, or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's, let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. Now, you guys, so we talked about praying, fasting, looking around, judging the fruit in somebody's life, asking them, um, someone that's in a decade, a season ahead of you, humility, desire, yeah. service. These are all things you need to consider in choosing a mentor. But there are some bad practices. Yeah. Okay. What so we they? have some warnings for you guys. Are you warnings. ready for this? Here These are the warnings. Okay. Stereotyping. This is kind of a pet peeve for me. I don't know if it is for you, but like if they have a certain aspect that of their life that is a good thing, but you're not choosing to do, you just decide. I don't. Oh, want to I don't want. I don't want to learn from. What them. would one of those be like? So in the homeschools. Yeah. Okay. So these are some. I'm just gonna plop them out. People often stereotype homeschoolers. People often stereotype people who go to home church. People often stereotype big families. 
or people who do home births. I mean, there are millions of stereotypes oh, out yeah. there. Pastors' kids are a stereotype. Yes. Entrepreneurs have stereotypes. Yes. Uh, I could go on and on and on. And it's the thing we have to be aware of is that it is human nature. Again, I'm bringing this up. Human nature is that we would be self-preserving of yeah. our egos. Yeah. Because we're we're that's just true. It's biblical, right? Yeah. And when we're honest about that and we're not hiding it and trying to make it all pretty and justify it, when we're honest about that, the reality is one of the ways that we justify not listening to truth from some people is by going, those people, right? Yeah. Or thinking, oh, they homeschool. I don't homeschool, so I'm not going to take their parenting advice because they're too whatever. Yeah. And sometimes you think things like this. I know I did about people who homeschool when I wasn't a fan of it before was, we were homeschooling oh, yeah people homeschool to shelter their kids right and oh, while, they're socially awkward while that <laughs> is true in some cases it's not the reason we decided to homeschool and there are, there are other are so people out there many like that really yeah. positive reasons why we chose to homeschool right and so another thing is oh the big family that's oh, strange they must assume that Oh, they, they probably came from a big family. And they probably and they think probably, everybody should have a big family. Right. Oh, they must be of that. What is that called? The quiverful movement, right? Which, by the way, we are absolutely opposed to the quiverful so movement. Now, but, we like, not... but we do like Psalm 127 yes. because we like all of scripture. And it says, blessed is the man who has a quiver full of children. Absolutely. Right? But that doesn't but, mean we think everybody should and, just have as many kids as possible. And, and everybody has different situations. And God has a unique plan for every family. And um, a Quivers can be different sizes. That's right. Can I just say that? Yeah. Quivers can be different sizes. And so there are things about that that obviously like just being out and about, I can't hide my kids. So I fall into the stereotype of the big family all the time, you guys. Hey, we went one so, at a time and we weren't kid people. And, you know, would you have a brother and sister? I have a brother and sister. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> exactly. And so you guys, I just think that it's important to sometimes... Not sometimes. Sorry, that was weak. Always recognize that when you what you see on the outside, there's always a story behind it. There always and is a story. And to not misjudge or assume because you could be judging wrongly by stereotyping. So you're judging and then, and then you're missing out potentially. You're thinking they're judging and right, right, right. you don't really know. Right. And so I would just say like assume virtue. Expect yeah. virtue in one another. And instead go, wow, God is good that he blessed that family, right? Mm -hmm. And I would think the same thing of somebody who had one or you know all children are a blessing. And so I just think that it's important that we recognize that there is a bad practice out there which is partially stereotyping for the purpose of justifying our reasoning for not wanting to listen to them. Totally. And so, and, and I'm, I'm just being we honest. We gravitate towards safety, comfort, and we don't want people to ruffle our feathers. In challenge us to grow. Challenge us to grow. Step out of our comfort zone. But that actually yeah. should be a piece of the purpose of having a mentor. Right. It's not the whole thing, but it's a piece of it. Yeah. And we should be able to have people hold us accountable to mm -hmm. the things we struggle with too. Right. All right. Number five is foolishness disguised as wisdom. This is a really big deal. All right. What, it. what appears to be wise at first glance often actually isn't. There's lots of things you'll even see people like on social media, for example, do certain things and it seems to be wise and maybe the right thing at the right time. But if you actually dig deeper, you might realize there's 
more truth to something that maybe makes you not want to follow suit with what lots of Christians are doing. And so you have to look at what is real wisdom. What is the truth behind things? What is the agenda of things? And you have to really, I think it's so important that you're looking for the spiritual person. Now, it sounds a little strange, but it's actually not. It's a biblical thing. You're looking for someone that has the Holy Spirit emanating from them so that it is they're controlled by the Spirit of God versus being controlled by the world. Mm. That's what I mean by a spiritual person. Otherwise, they're going to bring things to you that look like wisdom that you'll want to grab onto that actually is foolishness in disguise. Interesting. Can you give us an example? Um. Well, there, I, I, that's a tough one, honey. Uh, on <laughs> Sorry, spot, I put him on the spot. On the spot. But I can, there, there's lots of them um, that happen out there. Um, so I can't for think example, of you know, I actually think I just thought of one. We okay. talked about this at a couple podcasts ago yeah. when we were doing the critical thinking in an uncertain world. We talked about the importance of understanding that many things can be true at the same time. Oh, yeah. And we have witnessed Christians and non-Christians alike blaming COVID on one thing. I'll just say it. Yeah. On one thing. It's this one thing. This one conspiracy, this one, conspiracy, this one paradigm. One but the truth actually is that many things can be true at the same you time. You got to go listen to the critical thinking right. one that we did. But do you see how that is actually a perfect example yeah. of if you're following a Christian online, for example, There's, that just says it's yeah. this one thing and you just believe them versus doing research and critical thinking and realizing I'm not going to give you a specific example, but many, many times in my life, I have experienced, I've thought of the wise thing to do. And then in prayer and contemplation, I'll be prompted to do something very different. And it doesn't always make sense to people around you. And then you do it and it works out incredibly well. I've seen that happen in business. I've seen that happen in our family. I've seen that happen in my own personal decisions. And sometimes, at least what helped me work that muscle, I think, was having a mentor in my younger years that I could run things by that was a spiritual mm -hmm. person because they bring me to the Bible and we'd think about it clearly versus through the filter of the world. So there's the filter that naturally happens because we're in the world that rubs the off paradigm. on us and it creates a filter. Yeah. And so we can think things are good, but clear thinking is getting away from the worldly thinking and suspending that by looking at what the word says and paying attention to what the spirit of God is saying. Sometimes the spirit is speaking through another person that you trust to give you that information. Mm -hmm. And so that is so so just be careful of foolishness. Sometimes foolishness looks so good and we call it wisdom. So that's really, really mm -hmm. important. And so um yes, there's some things, by the way, even with good mentors, that you're gonna listen respectfully and you're not gonna do. True. Oh, true that. <laughs> <laughs> because nobody's perfect yeah i think that this is really important too to realize that there may be some things strengths that certain people have and everybody has weaknesses right yeah. so there are just some and the reason why i'm bringing this up is because you guys choosing a mentor doesn't mean that you're going to want to necessarily emulate everything mm -hmm. right there maybe you see someone who has a strong marriage but they, you don't really know what the relationships with their kids are because their kids are 
all grown and out of the house and they're married and they're gone. Yeah. And so you can't really judge the parenting fruit, right? But you see the fruit in their marriage. Mm-hmm. And so you start spending time with them. You're getting marriage advice. It seems to be going really well. You're studying the word on marriage, yeah. biblical wisdom. And then you ask them a couple questions about parenting and you're like, well, that doesn't sound right to me. That's not really what I think the Bible actually directs me in. Mm-hmm. And it's important to go, you know what? I can just take it respectfully, but take it with a grain of salt, like we talked about, and choose to just come put that one over here. <laughs> and you might focus that relationship on other things in the yeah, future. Exactly. If you sense yeah. there's a, a differing opinion of what wisdom is on right, something. Right, exactly. And I, I've had relationships like this. Like, for example, I've had people that I met with where they didn't homeschool and I was homeschooling. And so the topic that we talked about was not parenting. It was other things, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it was online ministry or marriage or whatever. And so it's good for you to identify what things you want to glean from people and maybe even have one or two that can teach you different things. That's okay too. And so it's, it's just important to have that as a realization in your mind. So do you want to move on to the the sixth point? The sixth one is exciting and it's virtual mentors. Now it's so exciting. I know that that's all some of you do. And that would be wrong, actually. Yeah. So virtual mentors. Virtual mentors, the books, online stuff. Yeah. We're podcasts, um, reading blog posts, um, listening to music, actually. I mean, they're not really a mentor, but they are focusing your mind on something and you're meditating on words that are in their lyrics, right? Over and over and over again. And that actually impacts and leads your heart and your thinking. And so whatever influences your thinking, influences your heart attitudes, you've technically chosen a virtual mentor. And it's good. It's a good thing to have virtual mentors, but it just can't be the only thing. So I don't want us to hang on this. It is, we believe in it, but you've got to have that real person, real people in your life. Exactly. The iron sharpens iron, right? Um, So, so important. Mm -hmm. And there's a scripture that I want to cover as we go into this, which is build on the rock, right? It's in Matthew, uh, let's hear 7, 24. Um, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. So as parents, as um, a father, mother, husband, wife, as one of God's people, what are you building on? And I happen to believe that it's very hard to build on the solid rock if you're only running the race by yourself and only have the Bible. It is possible. But I do think that there's blind spots we're not going to see if we don't have that in-person relationships with people. So that's the warning to keep us on Mm -hmm. track and to really speak into our lives. And so the Holy Spirit acts through other people. So one thing that's really important that we did not actually put in the list that just hit me, and this is super important, I'm going to have to like write more about this, is that when you're choosing a mentor and you're wanting to choose someone who's humble, the first thing you need to look for is have they made themselves accountable to someone? Who are they learning from? Do they have a teachable heart? Because the reality is you become like, who you're being led by in some ways. And if you have someone who thinks they know it all and they're never meeting with anyone else, they're not asking for accountability, they're not being honest with anyone about their struggles because everybody has struggles, that's a dangerous person to have as your mentor, actually. Mm -hmm. And so I I say this with the most um, 
respect towards older people. But the reality is, is pride can set in when you're older. I rem- I got to tell a story. So okay. I remember a time I was all into this mentorship thing and I was going to write a book with my mentor called The Fatherless Gap, which I think I still own that domain. And um, Well, if you don't now, somebody else will. Someone will. <laughs> and it, it never materialized. Uh, Should have. Um, but, and I wrote outline and all this stuff a long time ago, but I was on this kick and I was testing the theory. And so we were part of a bigger traditional church, a non-denominational mm-hmm. church at the time. Yeah. And, uh, well, they had great worship, didn't they? Which church are you talking about? Uh, Abundant Life, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Community and, church. Yeah. And so, and then I remember, um, trying, thinking about how is God going to use me here? And I got on this kick about mentorship and I was talking to these older gentlemen. One of them was a deacon and the other one was like a teacher at the big church. Uh-huh. And and I challenged one of them to find a mentor. But he was oh, already, I remember he was already this. in his 60s, I think. I know. And yes. at first he's like, oh, I haven't thought of that. And then he came back to me the next week and I was and we're standing in front of this teacher, uh-huh. this other older guy. And he says, he was so excited like a kid. He goes, I found my mentor. <laughs> And it was an 80-year-old man, and it was just brought joy to this 80-year-old guy because he was being more useful than he was, and someone wanted to learn from him. Someone wanted to learn from him, and the other guy sitting there mocked him and said, why do you need a mentor? That's so sad. Yeah. And I, it makes me excited for the older guy because I have seen so – I've heard from so many older women who are like, I – I hear you. Like I'll I'll be sharing teaching on Titus 2, right? At yeah. a women's retreat, which I've done many times. Yeah. And I'll have older women come up to me and be, I know that that's God's call in my life. But, you know, I'll, they'll say either no one wants to hear from me. Why would yeah. they want to hear from me? Or I don't know how to do it. But also they literally, when they start getting older, they're just hungry for con- contributing, having yeah. a contribution that they can give to the body of Christ, right? Yeah. And this is actually God's design for them. And so if we don't reach out to them, we're actually robbing them of the blessing of being able to be obedient to God's word. Yeah. And I also think that this is an important thing regarding like, you know, who is serving in Sunday schools or nurseries or different things like that. Like it shouldn't be the young moms. If they're going to have that, it should be the older grandmas. That would be a beautiful way to connect the older generation with the younger generation. We all need accountability. We all need it. We all need somebody speaking to our life. We need to give permission to somebody to ask us the tough questions. Otherwise the the enemy's roaring like a lion. He wants to take us out. You know what? It just hit me too. Guys, here's a prayer request. We have a, I don't, we don't normally do this in the podcast. I have no idea what you're doing. But we have a massive prayer request and I believe wholeheartedly that the whole church needs to be praying specifically for the older generation. All of the Titus two men and the Titus two women out there. God laid this on my heart like two weeks ago and I brought it up at church, but we need the greater church to be praying because with what has happened with COVID and the fear that is surrounding this for elderly people, I feel like this was very strategic of the enemy the adversary to try to fearfully remove the Titus two men and women from the body of Christ. And that is not okay. And so we, we have got to be praying and encouraging these people and helping them as much as we can, because we need them. You guys, we need their wisdom. We do. Absolutely. So I thought that it would be fun, Isaac. What do you think about sharing a little bit about our story? Well, we're doing that in the next episode, aren't we? 
Oh, yeah. You okay. want, should we do just a little? A little bit. Well, we did share with you guys about the older couple that we, one of the older couples. I've actually had about 14 mentors that I've met with on a regular basis through my life. Yeah, I have a much but, smaller number than that. <laughs> but you guys, I started when I was 15. I had a, I was, yeah. I wanted to be a missionary. So I found a 45 year old single woman that was a missionary. Yeah. She mentored me. Um, and I, I just valued that so much. And so if there's any young people listening who are not married, I would just encourage you, this is the season to be growing and learning um, in that. But realize that you have a different story than we have. Yes. Obviously, that's that's an obvious thing. You're like, yeah, I get that, Angie. But I just, I think it's important that we say, because we've talked about stereotypes in this mm. episode, we've talked about the homeschooling stereotype, yeah. the big family stereotype. You guys need to hear from us, from our lips confidently, that we believe that God has given you guys a unique purpose Amen. that you and your husband, he has a specific design for your family. Yes. And it's not going to necessarily look like ours. Yeah. And your story is unique and beautiful, right? And help helping to be a part of the body of Christ, stepping up and going, okay, Lord, use me. What are my gifts? Yeah. How can I, who is young in your life that you could actually be serving? Yep. You should be desiring. When I was in my 20s and 30s, I, I remember like some younger women that were, when I was in my 30s, they were in their 20s coming to me and asking if I would mentor them. And I remember thinking, I am not a Titus II mentor. I am 30. I am young. I have yeah. no gray hair. And one of my mentors at the time said, but Angie, you are 10 years down the road from them. They don't have kids yet. And you have a 10-year-old. And, and I just remember thinking to myself, oh, okay, well, I am an aspiring Titus to woman. Amen. And so if you are young, hey, practice. Be purposeful. Getting get engaged in the mission of the great commission of making disciples of to G, pointing people to Jesus and realize that you can be aspiring to be a Titus 2 man. Amen. And we're going to, in the next episode is titled God has a unique plan for your family. And mm-hmm. so make sure you tune into that and we'll go more. We're going to get really raw and real about our story mm-hmm. and how things uh, transpired for us up to this point. But you know what? I love this. We're not the experts of your family. God is. And you know what else? We're just here to encourage, mm-hmm. inspire, get you thinking about things. And then you and your spouse are to assimilate that, pray, and figure out what is relevant for us. Right. Don't mimic us. Ask God what is relevant for us mm-hmm. and make your own decisions in the spirit uh, while you're walking strong with God. And I think that yeah. is the big key. But you'll probably get a, a bigger sense of that from this next episode. That's right. And so the last um, little encouragement that comes to my mind that I just want to encourage people with um, is that God is the one who gets to write your story. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important that we don't compartmentalize him out of any area of our life. Mm -hmm. And we invite him to be a part of it because you guys, as you're walking, the stories, the testimonies that you will have throughout your life that is part of your legacy, that those stories of um, you being able to witness God move, those testimonies, they're testimonies. And in Psalm 119, 
all throughout, if you just look for the word testimony, your testimonies, Lord, that's what the Bible is. It's a bunch of of testimonies of God's goodness and who he is and and he's teaching us things, right? And the reality is, is we all have testimonies that we can be sharing with our kids. And so don't compartmentalize him out of it. Let him write your story. And I just pray that we're an encouragement and, and thankful that we get to be a little part of what he's doing in your life. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.